here's what you missed. Uh, Bobby said square in X, uh, which made us sound made it sound like square uh, in excess, and that's Bottle, gonna be the podcast uh, bagel title. Bagel bites are better. Uh, bagel bites are better than pizza rolls, and uh, Citizen Sleeper is one of the best games I've played so far this year uh, for lots of reasons. I think. You know, I know we didn't do a quick look of Norco because Norco is uh, is an extremely turn. Uh, it's uh, linear adventure as fuck game. too. It's it's also really linear. Uh, I don't think it would make a great quick look. It'd be it'd be tough, and it probably wouldn't be that fun. Uh, I think Citizen Sleeper, with the way that it uses cycles, would be a better one to illustrate uh, yeah. how that game works in a quick look environment. So we'll probably end up saying all of this again when I convince you that we should do a Citizen Sleeper Quick Look. Um, That's fine. So if anybody's yeah. listening to this now, I would say look, look forward to that when we make it, and we'll we'll talk about Citizen Sleeper again for sure. Uh, fun time. Sorry about that, y'all. Um, no problem. It was a really good discussion. It was just my segment. That's but fine. it was also, <laughs> I was fun. It was fun to talk through that with you too. So selfishly, Absolutely. like yeah. for us. Um, yeah, we'll definitely do a quick look, and um, I will go back to this episode and update the notes with a link to that quick look. So whenever you are listening to this, check back, and uh, we'll have a proper marker there for y'all to to yeah. see this. So, Johnny. Uh, uh, other than other than that, uh, I've been I've still been playing some Digimon. I have the most powerful Digimon team possible, despite still not having made much progress in that game. Uh, um, and then I played quite a few uh, Playdate titles. Uh, it sounds like Bobby and our good friend uh, of the show, Matt Jiggy Sanjagare, are going to join me for an episode of Gamers on the Go where we talk more about the, the first couple weeks of Playdate content. And I'm looking forward to that. So uh, I played a lot more Playdate tonight. And uh, I still think that thing's pretty pretty cool. Uh, pretty pretty niche, but pretty cool. And uh, looking forward to having more conversations about that. But yeah, a lot of Citizen Sleeper, and I'm going to keep playing more of that game. So, hey, that's it's, a, it's very good. That's a great one to be playing. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for that. And I also have, and I know Johnny's got it on his list, but I, I am going to play some Norco. That is still on my list as well. Very cool. Very, I very good I game. Wanna talk, I want to talk to you all about that. Um, I have a few games that I'd like to talk about, and I will do my best to be brief here. Um, Loot River hit Game Pass on May 3rd, and this has a really interesting look to it. It is an isometric kind of top-down pixel-based game. And if you're unfamiliar, the easiest way I could pitch it, what if there was a pixelated Tetris Dark Souls game? And I mean, uh, yeah, it's not as punishing and it's a little bit more arcadey than what Dark Souls is, but you can definitely see that it's got its inspirations there. Um, it is a run based game also, but it's neat because you uh, move your character onto these platforms and then with your right thumbstick when you're on them, you are moving them around and they are. Uh, for the most part, like traditional Tetris shapes, and you have to navigate them like little barges through a river. And as you're doing it, you're encountering other pieces of puzzle that have enemies on it. And you have a little altercation. They drop loot on a river, if you can believe it. And it seems like it's kind of got the action of a Dead Cells uh, with the with the uh, you know camera angle of something more like a Hyperlight Drifter. Yeah, I can see that for sure. Uh, it does have upgrades boons all that shit like there's a currency that you can bring back to your overall camp 
um that you can use to impact like the type of gameplay that you want they really encourage you to find different types of weapons i think when you start it you have a sword and a halberd and so you can bounce between those um you have a you have a light attack and you can do a charge attack and one of the cool things about the um the way that you can move these pieces with on on the river is like i can be holding down my charge attack slot the piece up to a barge that has a bunch of enemies on it and as they come i just nail them with that charge attack but what i've done for especially um some like tougher enemies i've encountered is i've kind of kited them along on the sides of these these barge pieces so i'll move that up to them and then i'll slide it back away like bringing them one by one onto it and have more of a fair fight yeah. kind of um, them that way sure yeah it's it's a really cool concept I like if I was going to like kind of go through all of us here, I think Johnny would probably enjoy this game a little bit more long term than yeah, I would. It's 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 one of those that I downloaded as soon as it was available, but I, I have not checked it out yet. Yeah, it's a big one for Game Pass. I think it's a great home for it. Uh, if you have the means it is on Steam. I don't know if it's on any other consoles. I I will be we'll talk about it later on. I'm kind of shocked we didn't see this game on the indie world because i don't think it's on switch yet but it seems like it'd be a pretty good game for switch um like easy pick up quick run graphics yeah. are there for it uh, yeah I, I like what i'm seeing here in this uh gameplay video so uh, it's pc xbox P, xbox one and xbox series x for now okay so i checked that out and then uh we talked about citizen sleeper but the same day that citizen sleeper came out uh another game hit game pass game that I've been pretty excited to check out. Yeah, we've been that is, yeah. for quite a while. Yeah, I remember ever since that E3 trailer, and that's Trek to Yomi. And this is that published uh, game by Devolver Digital, 2D, uh, 2.5D, really gorgeous, black and white, uh, Kurosawa-esque um, samurai ronin slasher. And mm -hmm. I... And Devolver Digital, I mean, they they only they only play the hits, right? They yeah. only play oh, the hits. Great. I was like, finest video games. I was finally so tell, excited tell us to get about it. your 2022 game of the year, Trek to Yomi, Bobby. Trek to Yomi fucking sucks. Oh no, that game fucking makes sucks. me so sad. Dude, it's very it broke my heart. It fucking looks great. That game is gorgeous. It has style for days, but dude, that game has that's it. Style, no nothing else. There's nobody grabbing the wheel that. And the problem is, no substance. it's a situation where it, it all comes down to feel and mechanics, and it just feels god awful. Like every time you swing that fucking sword, there's absolutely nothing behind it. It feels meaningless, and that is one of the only things that I was hoping to have here was make these battles feel somewhat challenging. Like or, Absolutely. You know. yeah. The way I kind like of erotica style, you're cutting through people single hits. Like this is yeah. And I mean, dude, like it's literally kind of like a like I'm I'm gyrating my arms in a very bad way here, but it's just like chop chop, chop chop. Like every single time a person comes up to you, and it's just boom boom, and you get like different inputs. So it's they try to give you some combos like hey press x x y or press forward on the on the controller bounce back and like they try to do some shit like that that just 
why? Why the fuck do I even need to do that? I can literally hit this idiot two times and then hit the other guy behind him two times. Okay. So they, they're giving you options, but there's no real reason to do so. And, and I, like, yeah. does, do, do the options even feel good? Do they so you'll get change up enough like, to make it inter- any more interesting? I guess, I guess not, from what it one sounds of, like. One of the guys starts to wear armor, and, you know, like, he needs a heavy attack. And there's another thing that's like, all right, well, if you do this combo, they'll be stunned, and then you can execute them. But I usually kill them before I even stun them because it's two fucking hits. So it's like, what's the point? But it just feels so bad that I just fucking got rid of it. Like I uninstalled it, rid of it from the computer. And I can think of my friend Pedro is one of the only other Devolver games where I'm just like, this game had my heart and mind like super, super excited for it. It came out. I'm like, I I just don't like playing this. It's just not fun to play. It looks cool. It's neat. Bolt time shit's really fun on that game, but not fun to play. And uh, this game's only three hours, I think. So it's a short jaunt, but like, just go fucking watch a Kurosawa movie and call it a day. Yeah. Seems, it seems, I mean, it makes for a really good trailer. And uh, yes. you know, that, that was the same thing with my friend Pedro. And there was something about playing that game, Pedro, that, that, it just didn't feel right and it didn't feel good. Uh, yeah, I was like, okay, if I was a lot better at this, I could, yeah, maybe yeah. this would be better experience. But that doesn't but sound like the problem with, with yeah, Trek. Like, Trek doesn't. just seems like it's it's just a little shallow. And they, it's very shallow. They, they spend all their time polishing everything I, except Johnny, for the all, here, Here's what I would ask. I would just say, because Chase, I don't think that you should spend money on this game. Um, but Johnny, because considering you have a means on Game Pass, I would just like to to hear your thoughts. Okay, so like, just to get a confirmation that Bobby that's, is not that's, crazy. Yeah, that's all I'm looking for here. Yeah. Is and I mean, I mean, you're not the first one. Like I, I mean, I dude, saw, this, this, this this game is borderline uh, bad think, review. It's, it's mixed on Steam right now. One of the um, one of the one of the sites gave it a five. It seems and to get a lot of like a lot of, of sevens 10? right now. Yeah, twenty out of ten. Out of hundred. Five out of ten. Yeah. Um, it's a bummer, but I'll tell you what's not a bummer is a little game called Coromon. Yeah. And this uh this game, I can't remember if we've talked about it on the show or not. I know that it was something that has been on a few of the Steam um next fest and all that shit where you could download a demo for it and it was a pretty robust demo but uh it hit 1.0 this year and i was like 15 bucks i'll download it for sure and i've had it on the back burner like wanting to get get to it and i was hesitant because i i knew it was going to do one of two things like the demo i played i was like this is really cool it's got some interesting mechanics to it but i know it will probably end up taking up a lot of my time and guess what it's taking up a lot of my time because it's very <laughs> fucking good. Coromon is a game made by people who grew up loving Pokemon games. And it is a pixel-based, it's more of an old-school Pokemon game where, like, yeah. I think Temtem might be out there kind of leading the path on, like, yeah, what I mean, Pokemon Yeah, Temtem's could. doing, like, forced double battles and they're trying yeah. to do new, newer style mechanics to it. Yeah, this is this is more of a traditional thing. Um, it's so a few things that I'll call out really quick right out of the gate. 
one of the things I like about this is that it lets you customize your character all the way up to like age. So like I can have my my character in there with a beard and you know glasses, bald, all that. Where like Pokemon is always like you're playing as a kid and you're leaving your house and you're going on this adventure, which is really cool and I appreciate that. But I, I think that this is again like a, you can see that there's a lot of passion on like, hey, we grew up playing these games. We know people who still like those types of games. So put yourself in this game how you want to. And I I think that's really fucking neat. Um, the game also has you wearing a gauntlet. And that gauntlet is what you're using to kind of manage all of your Koromon. And the other thing is you are uploading skills to your gauntlet. And so as you're out in the world, like the one that I have on there right now is a push ability. So if there's a log or something like that blocking a path, well, you can push that now. Another one that I had for a while, or you can you can choose to load it on there is, and this one has a cooldown, the push mechanic you can spam. But the other one was essentially a repel. So it sprays like a kind of like mace around you, a repel that you can use while you're in an area and then keep going. So you don't have to keep buying that shit or do anything with it. Um, so that's nice. So like you got those types of things built into it. So it's not just like your, your cuts and your surf and stuff. But as far as travel goes, they also, every town you go to unlocks a fast travel point. So if I need to bounce around, like I just go to that hub and that's usually right by the healing center to go and do it. But the game is just done so incredibly well. And the battles are, are really interesting. There's a lot of type advantages that you would expect from one of these, these games. It has the evolutions you would expect from one of these games. Um, but there's some really cool stuff on how it handles not only like your evolutions, but you're just ongoing leveling up of your, your Koromon. And so as you level up your Koromon, there's two bars that are filling up. One is for potential and one is for experience. And your, your potential will be filling up faster at times or slower at times, depending on what's going on. And that is all the stats you would expect from like, imagine being able to go in and tweak your, um, your special attack or your overall attack. So anytime that your potential upgrades, you have three points that you can put in those attributes mm -hmm. and you can start to really fine tune, uh, the Koromon, which is awesome. The other piece of that is as they're leveling up, they're, auto they're automatically getting like extra points in those categories. And then of course yeah. ev evolving as they need to. Like in, in Pokemon, it's a hidden thing, but there's, there's a, a mechanic called effort values, EVs. And when you fight, wild pokemon different wild pokemon give different evs so if you're like fighting pony a wild ponyta that's going to give you speed evs so when you do level up you end up getting more speed than normal but the way this game this game is is making that a uh like a, a an actual choice that the player makes of what stats do you want to prioritize and like that's, that uh, that yeah. is that is cool like po pokemon i think does it as a way to make the the every Pokemon feel a little bit unique. Like, oh, you, you, these are all the wild Pokemon you face, so your Pokemon's a little different from what what somebody else's is. But this one seems like it makes it a little easier to spec things into the way you want to and, and do a little bit more team building. That's cool. Here's the other really cool thing, too, about potential. So every Koromon has a set number for, like, its potential. Like, this is its potential value. And... Mm -hmm. Um, that 
is what you can also use to unlock different moves. So like as you learn new moves, there's a pool that you can go and enable and disable. So like you can change those out at any time, but the higher the potential, it does two things. It lets you get more move sets eventually, but it also, if you get a, um, if it's a certain potential value, cause there's up to 21 points of potential. And if you have a perfect 21, it's a perfect Coromon and that has its own look, but thanks shiny Pokemon. So like mm -hmm. as you're out in the wild, when you encounter something with a higher potential value, it also has a different appearance, a slight adjustment to it. And that's, that's been cool. neat to you. So like, there's a few that I, a few Coromon that like, I think are really cool. I can't remember their names on top of my head. Um, but they have like, I've encountered versions that have higher potential. So like I've swapped them out and been upgrading them. Uh, it does not have, um, EXP share, but there is, uh, the very first town you go to, there's somebody in the library that, um, they basically make sure that you read like the, the guides you get on like type match and all that shit. And you get a hat from them, but then you also get, uh, an item. So you do the first one and then you do the second one. It's even more, uh, XP and you can have at this point where I'm at two of your bench holding an item that will net them XP. So, okay. um, there are ways to kind of take advantage of that, which is cool. Um, I'm at, I'm at the first boss area. So it's not like a gym as much as it's going to be like, Hey, you're going to encounter a boss battle or like a tougher gauntlet here. Like be ready to go. Um, I fought a fuse box, which was really fucking crazy. Okay. Um, an actual fuse box. An actual fuse box. Uh, that was like okay. a, a, a mini boss, which was really cool. Um, but it's it's wild to have something that's so familiar yet so unknown. And like I know how to play the game because I've loved Pokemon and I've played a lot of those. Yeah. But some of these types and shit like that, you know, like still trying to figure out all those things. Um. And I think there's 140, I think 140 different okay. uh, Coromon right now. Um, it's really well done. It's just very, very well done. And and that's that's the thing. Like there are, uh, you are <laughs> the the eShop is tripping over itself with the amount of Pokemon knockoff games. Some some are okay. Most are garbage. And and it really does. I mean, I've played a lot of these. Like Pokemon-style games are my favorite kinds of games, and you know that I've certainly played a bunch of ROM hacks, um, yeah. as well as like Digimon games that I was talking about earlier. And we see, I, I think, playing these kinds of games gives you an appreciation for what Game Freak does, or or at least what Game Freak learned, because Red and Blue and even Gold and Silver have have some real issues when it comes to balance as well. Um, but there is a lot that goes into making these games and things kind of need to be balanced just right to make it not feel like a total shit show. Yep. And I've, I've played a lot of these games that do feel like shit shows. I, I'd say like the, the Nexomon games don't, don't feel, feel all that great. I thought um, this was going to be a Nexomon. I really did. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, but we have had good examples recently. We've, we've had Temtem that feels what? like that one's, kind of went through ooblets uh is definitely doing kind of its own thing that has has made it shine and hearing that we've got another one here in coralmon that that might break through the uh the kind of shaft is uh is really good to hear i'm i'm excited uh to to see more i don't think this one is listed for switch yet either it is uh, uh i'm pretty sure it's available to play on mac though okay and um 
it will be on on Steam Deck as well. Yeah, yeah maybe on that Steam Deck. Yeah, for sure. But okay. uh, Johnny, you've played yeah. it. I started it. Um, I got about I think it's forty minutes or an hour into it, so I'm still in the the starting area. But I, I played enough to um, get your starter Cormon, and there are like a couple of simple quests that it has you complete. Like you mentioned, the one where you get the uh, the hat, yep, and stuff. So I, I like, I really enjoyed the onboarding process that it gave you because it good. is there are things that are different enough that you need to have that, and I just assume I know exactly what I need to do in this game because I've you know I've played a million Pokemon games, um, and actually I really liked the way that they suggested the starter that you should pick uh, by taking a quiz. Yep. Like a five question quiz, and then it brings up the starters, and it's like, okay, well, this is, uh, you know, this is the fire one. This is, I think, water, and then ice. Did you get different ones based on what you said, or was it all the, the same? There, three? There's a lot that you, not a lot, but there's more than three that you can get at the beginning. I'm pretty sure. Interesting. Okay, so um, I think that's the case, but there are like the three that you're listing there: water, fire, and ice are the big ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, was, I, uh, when when um, I can't it's a couple of years back, but Nintendo brought back uh, the Pokemon Mystery Dungeon games and put it on Switch, and the, there was a demo out for that. And when you started the demo, it starts with a personality quiz, and oh, it gives yeah. you a starter based on that. And I remember That's I just did that so I could see what starter I was, uh, and it ended up giving me Bulbasaur, which felt wrong. I, I don't think I'm a Bulbasaur guy. I love Bulbasaur, but I don't think I'm a Bulbasaur guy, you know? Well, according yeah. to this quiz. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I picked the ice one, and uh, was it Cube Zero? Yeah. He apparently gets pretty fucking brutal. And he's he's real cute to start he's with. He's it really like cute. A, looks like a little seal inside of a snowball. Um, and... Yeah, I so I'm doing uh, this. I'm playing this through Steam Share uh, with Bobby, and I'm I'm just gonna buy this myself. I think because I I don't I don't want to have to wait for when Bobby's offline it's only, before it's I can like play 15 it. Fifteen bucks, right? Yeah, it's on sale right now. Uh, so I'm definitely gonna be picking that up. Um, and uh, yeah, it it makes a really good first impression. I also it's. It felt a little unnatural to be playing it in full screen. Yeah. On my big monitor. So I'm actually I played a little bit of it today during my break at work and I played it in the windowed mode windowed mode. <laughs> and that felt better despite it taking up, you know, a fraction of the screen. Cause it, it's kinda like when you blow up a Game Boy game. Yeah. You know, like it's just it it doesn't it it's beautiful. Be, yeah, it's it just up, but it's beautiful. It uh -huh. needs to be smaller. Yes. Um, so I'll probably toggle back and forth between those to, to figure out exactly how I want to play it. Um, but yeah, I'm into it so far. And uh, I could see losing a lot of hours to this game, especially once I actually get into it uh, for realsies. Totally. Um, and there's 119 Cormon on this list on the Cormon wiki. Uh, which cool. is you know a not insignificant amount. Um, other than that, uh, I've still been you know, making gradual progress in Horizon. 
and the only other thing I put a substantial amount of time into is Norco. I feel like I probably don't have that much of this game left, uh, which is why I just it, wanted. To... It's not a long one. It's only no, it's not. It's like, like what four seven, or five hours. Or... I thought it was like six. I I I clocked out just underneath five hours. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know my exact hour count, but I'm at least a few our, hours our into friends it. Well, you guys, you guys know how to read, so that makes yes a difference. Yeah. Short game covered it. I'd be a little slower. <laughs> um. And this game is just, it's doing, despite being basically a point-and-click adventure game, uh, I don't, it's just, it's one of the more interesting games that i played in a long time, I think with, it reminds me a little bit of Night in the Woods, mm-hmm. um, with that, that coming home after being away, um, the circumstances of your return home are different and how that story plays out is different as well um but i really like are you breaking uh uh light tubes with baseball bats no not no i'm not doing crimes oh Um, damn oh okay there's there's some trespassing taking place so i am doing crimes um good but it's it's just this this blend of very relatable modern scenarios, but in this reimagined world where you know there's robots living side by side with us, and I don't know, like it's just it's telling such a human relatable story, but also there's some high strangeness afoot, and it's it's exactly my shit. I'm I'm way into everything it's doing. Um, I I think that uh, New Orleans and that part of the South in particular is a very interesting setting. Um, one of my favorite books, uh, A Confederacy of Dunces, is set in New Orleans, and so ever since I've read that, I I felt very interested in that city and its its very unique culture in America. I think it it kind of uh, stands out in in all the cities in in the uh, the country. Um, so yeah, I, I would assume I have this finished by next week, and so I'll probably deliver some final thoughts, but Chase, you need to play this game. I plan to. It's on my desktop, and and Johnny knows my desktop is where things that are Clean. important go. It is clutter-free? It's and... Well, it's not that, but I, prior, I prioritize the things that are on my desktop. It's, uh, which is why my desktop has like fifty thousand items. It's a little bit like that that meme of Charlie Day, where he's standing in front of the the board that has all the papers on it. Chase knows Pepe what's Sylvia, going Pepe on. Sylvia. But it's, it's chaos. It's organized chaos, but it's chaos. Exactly. Like you know, Chase knows where everything is, and yeah. If, I will say, it's like here's the thing. I have a folder on this desktop that's labeled TV, and that's uh-huh. where I put like all the television shows that I need to watch. And yet, also have. Mm, let's say, like, just a rough looking at it, uh, 15 different folders also on the desktop that are individual television shows. Uh, and I could just put all of them into the TV folder, but then I'd forget. And I need to know that they're here to to tell my brain that you need to prioritize these things and actually watch these things. Because if it's in a different folder labeled TV, I'd be like, nah, I don't know what's in that folder. Fuck it. I don't care. So they have to be out here. But they're also killing me. 
Yeah. I, um, one of the things I'll call out just more of like my, my little fucking weird brain, but I'm pretty giddy this year that like I've gotten a game like Norco and a game like citizen sleeper. So like yeah. it's somewhat similar games. They definitely do what they're doing in many different ways, but the fact that we got two very, uh, text-heavy adventure-style games pretty much back-to-back. Yeah. And, and they're both just excellent is uh, yeah. is relatively rare, especially in what is considered, like, a, a downtime for video games traditionally. Yeah, yeah for sure. Like, yeah. I... Like, Horizon, which I adore, you know, like, had so much anticipation for, but, like, these two games have captivated me in such a really great way and I think that like game of the year across the board for not only me, but other people, like they're going to see like a game like Elden Ring dominating things, but there's going to be people who are like, no, Norco, like is going to go toe to toe for me with that game. And like, yeah, that's just fucking crazy to think about that. Like, it's, crazy. it's really, yeah. Cool. Like only a handful of years ago, you'd expect a game like horizon or a sequel to horizon would be, you know, number one or number two. And I mean, Elden, at- Elden Ring's going to Elden Ring. Yeah, but look at I Hades, think, you know? Like, sure, sure, absolutely. And I and I think it's going to be really interesting to see these much smaller, more intimate projects really going going head-to-head with uh, with some of these bigger titles and probably even knocking some of them off. Yeah. What people would assume with their perch would be. It's I mean, I, I was there saying Into the Breach was the number one game uh, of its year, and, you know, uh, time will... History will look back on me as a as a person who was correct and good and right, um, but but maybe twenty twenty two will help us right some of those wrongs uh, with, with this indie revolution that's happened. Yeah, it's really cool, and uh, I'm so I'm, I can't wait to talk to you all about it. It's it's got one of the like my favorite moments of the year, probably like the one I will die on a hill for. <laughs> I'm staring so, down the monkey was pretty good it's very it's very good <laughs> um all right so johnny anything else from you on on updates uh i don't think i played any elden ring in the last week so hey, do we need to call anybody good. do we need to let it's anybody progress. know are you okay that's not I, i'm pretty sure i fired it up at least once but i didn't play it for very long honestly. yeah i i just fire up digimon every once in a while i don't play it but you know it's there same thing you got a sickness, Johnny. I do. I do. I really do. Um, no. Uh, I mean, like, I, I'm playing little things in my pocket um, at night before I go to bed. I've been playing some Super Mario World. Um, Has anyone and... stuck with uh, Switch Sports? I have not played it for a while. I yeah. played it with Jude last week. That was the last I, time I played it. It doesn't feel that, like, that, guy, that game came and went already. Uh... I mean, compared to Wii Sports, yeah. yeah, but anything compared to Wii Sports feels yeah. like it kind of came It's also, it. yeah, it's not a pack-in. I don't know. I'll be interested was, to see what the numbers bucks, are it wasn't, it wasn't cheap, but it wasn't as expensive as other shit. Yeah. If I if I wasn't being held hostage by Digimon to, to like keep that running on my Switch all the time because of the way that game works... Uh, I there would I I would load up Switch Sports. In fact, I still have my proper Joy Cons on the uh, on the Switch instead of my 
cool D-pad one that doesn't have a battery in it um, that would be useless for Switch Sports. I've I've taken that off. I still have the the normal Joy-Cons on there, so I could play Switch Sports whenever I want to. Um, I just ha- haven't. And uh, but I'm pl- I'm planning to. I'm planning you can to go quit back. whenever you want, Chase. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I can check out anytime I want. Um. Yeah. Those are those are the major things I've been I've been putting time into. Um. Talk about we, some news then. Let's get into yeah. the news. All right. Um. I don't know. This is the long article uh, from Bloomberg talking to Reggie here. There, there's um, not a whole lot in it. I I, I read I, through it. Okay, I was just gonna say maybe just the Mother Three stuff was probably the most yeah. interesting because yeah, I, I thought so. I just that you know Reggie Reggie is no longer at Nintendo. He's writing books and doing appearances, and it seems like he is feeling a little freer to uh, kind of speak his mind about his experiences at Nintendo. And they they were asking him about uh, lots of different things, like uh, the the unionizing stuff, or not unionizing exactly, but the the worker conditions mm-hmm. and the complaints that have come out of Nintendo. Yeah, and he um, said that's so, not the Nintendo I know. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, yeah, company man till the end. Sure, um, I'd expect that. Um, and but I also believe that 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 might have been true when he yeah. was there. Um, but but maybe the most interesting thing for for us in this podcast is he discussed Mother Three a little bit and and basically I don't have the quote in front of me Johnny if if you do but yeah I the, do okay then go for it uh so this is Jason Schreier that interviewed him mm-hmm. uh so May said it was all business that is not at all the issue why Mother Three in particular particular never made it to the West it was all based on the business needs and the business situation at the time. Um, so I, which translates to what, like this wasn't going to sell very well. And so why would we, why would we port it to make, you know, you waste the time making a localization, uh, you know, you can have a very dedicated, but relatively small group of fans that are willing to take the time to translate it. But that doesn't necessarily mean if Nintendo does that and then tries to sell it to a Western audience that it. It will do well. And I think it was more a victim of just bad timing. Mm-hmm. Like that game, that was one of the very last Game Boy Advance games where where Nintendo was really ramping up the, the DS at that point and, and pushing that out, even though even though the DS was yeah. really just going to be the third pillar of Nintendo. Right. Everybody heard that third pillar bullshit. Um, but but because it came out so late in Japan, it would come out even later here, and you don't want to really promote a yeah. GBA game when you're trying to sell DS stuff. Exactly. And, and then the money just never seemed to to work mm-hmm. out, which is which is disappointing. But also, guys, if you want to play Mother Three, there's a really nice fan translation that's out there. It's very accessible to go pick that up, and you can play it on so many different things now. You're, yeah, you're fine. Nintendo do does it. not need to make an official port of Mother Three yeah. for you to get that experience. Yeah, and that's what's more annoying to, to hear someday. about Mother Three or Half Life Three? I've never um, played a Half Life game, so I mean, or Earthbound. Well, okay, I played some of both of those games. I, I would say Mother Three stuff is more annoying to hear about because it is a solved problem. Like it's, it is right. not a problem. Uh, whereas Half Life Three is doesn't exist. You know, it's, it's, it doesn't <laughs> exist. It won't exist. 
Um, and Valve is... Uh, the, I get it. Valve only makes Half-Life when they have something new hardware to show, which is kind of why we got Half-Life Alex uh, as, a, as a VR thing. But we're just we're just not going to get that. But also that is a relatively solved problem because the the writer of the one of the would be writers on Half Life Three uh, released basically what the story would be. He changed some of the names, but that's out there. You can you can figure out what happened to Gordon yeah. Freeman if you want to. It's yes, or at least that version of Gordon Freeman. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Next next story here, uh, guys. Hmm. A little game, little indie gem out of uh, yeah. China, Genshin Impact. Oh, know. that Breath of the Wild ripoff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Uh, it's just continuing to make obscene amounts of money. Uh, How, much? How much money are we talking about? Uh, it's averaging. So it surpassed $3 billion on mobile, and it averages a $1 billion every six months. I call it lost wages. That's- that's that's billion with a B. So the game is making so much fucking money. It's and got I mean, a very only one billion of that was me trying to get Ganyu. So it's, they, it's, it's very true. It's you know what point. though? Genshin Impact? That's a good game. Yeah, it's it a good, good game. It's a good I I I feel like if I if I needed to, I could put all my other games aside and just become really into Genshin Impact and probably not even have to spend much if any money to have a relatively good time with that there's so many builds out there there's so many people talking Absolutely. about ways to play that game there's so much fucking content in that game yeah that would you would you play. get rid of destiny for genshin impact no god no because like destiny is something that i that i am still actually playing whereas is, genshin impact does destiny have waifus in a way. I mean, Savathun, if you look... Uh, Savathun, uh, all right. <laughs> I mean, she's not called Savathick for nothing, you know? hey oh Damn. Uh, so, uh, Bobby is a resident Square NXS yes. yes. yeah. uh, fan yes. here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll be very excited to learn uh, that Final Fantasy 16 is nearing completion, and we should get a new trailer soon. Uh, now... Like all signs point towards this being a 2023 release. Uh, I, I Square's yet to coming out this year. There's no way. Yeah, I mean, Square hasn't said whether one way or the other whether it'll come out this year or not. I seriously doubt it. It's, that feels like a we've first. Seen, we've seen so little. They've shown yeah. one, yeah. literally one trailer. For and that was two years ago. But there's people who still ago. think yeah. God of War's coming out this year, and, it's, <laughs> I, and I they've don't. shown equally the same amount. Yeah, I don't know. That's. That's probably also coming out next year. Um, but I, I will wait until these companies come out and say it for sure. And then I you know, I won't be surprised when they say it's 2023. I will hope for 2022 and expect 2023. Yeah, uh, I expect around when e- the not E3 time, because it's right. not E3. But, but, but people are still calling it E3, even though E3... Yeah, Jeff Keighley's, Jeff Keighley's E3... Yeah, we'll, we'll probably have that new trailer. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Fifteen. I liked parts of what that game did, and then I really liked what they did with that combat system. How they, yeah, felt like they evolutionized it a little bit uh, for the seven remake. Mm-hmm. And what we've seen of sixteen 
looks pretty cool. It looks like the kind of setting that I'm looking for uh, in yeah. a new Final Fantasy game. It's very like medieval looking. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm very interested to see more of this. And uh, yeah, I I love Final Fantasy, so I'm I'm really eager to see what this is. Um, speaking of Square and Excess again. Uh, they uh, wow, that was that was a really poor transition. Um, they sold all of their Western studios and most of their IP to the Embracer Group. Uh, this not, was not a story. Sell it. It was a fucking fire sale. Three hundred million, yeah, which uh, cheap compared is, to yeah, yeah, which is you know obviously not an insignificant amount of money. But when you look at some of the other deals that are happening. Uh, right now, you know, it's not like, "Hey, like, mom and dad are almost home. Fucking kick everybody out of the house." <laughs> I yeah, well, especially because it, it wasn't just like Johnny said; it wasn't just the studios. It was a lot of the IP that went with it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, like uh, what what were the things that Square Enix kept? They they kept Outriders. Ooh, they kept, man, that <laughs> just, valuable property. Just Cause, Outriders, and Life is Strange. Okay, so um, yeah, they, they kept those, but. You know, Tomb Raider is, is yeah. now gone. Dead is now gone. Yeah. Legacy of Cain, uh, which it's as weirdly, I see people asking for a remake of that game constantly now, and that feels like that wasn't a thing that long ago. Yeah, that, that, that's amazing because they haven't given you any reason to think that might happen <laughs> at any point. Maybe maybe people are trying to treat it like the Skate 4 thing, where if you will, sure. dude, there yeah. is no dream. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's just more acquisitions. Uh, the studios include Crystal Dynamics, Eidos Montreal, and Square and Excess Montreal. Um, the, the other thing that I've heard is that this, this might be setting Square up to be purchased. That's what right? it seems like uh, to me. Now that you've thinned out your, your portfolio, you've, you've cut it off a little bit, but this makes it more enticing mm-hmm. for sony to just say oh well, we we own final fantasy now which i yeah. is probably all that sony would want but also square makes baffling business decisions constantly they definitely do they definitely um, do. We, we've heard for out. years how much they're disappointed in their western studios that yeah. seem to outsell whatever their their japanese studios are doing and for some reason it's just yeah i don't know the japanese studios are doing great though i'm like are they uh, you sure about that? Always felt it's always felt a little weird. Yeah. So I don't know. I hopefully this is a good thing. Uh, you know, for for our, all parties, this um, this almost gives me more hope that we might get a second Guardians of the Galaxy game. Um, but that, maybe a Deus that Ex game remains to be seen. Yeah. Does, does that Marvel license though go with the studio or does it stay with Square? I mean, it's not mentioned in this article so i i wonder if they'd have to make a separate deal or embrace make a separate deal with with marvel to say hey we can yeah we've got that studio that made that game we can make another one if you people yeah people talk shit on microsoft right now for like i'm worried that they're gonna make game pass this one thing or all this other shit fucking embracer group is the one that like that's everybody up terrifying they've got and the name is so well, but, evil and sounding. They, and maybe the most pernicious thing is that they 
they do it's like they own everybody but you don't really know that they own everybody because no, they let studios the keep their at. names mm-hmm. yeah like, like, a lot of a lot of us would just see a studio and go like oh yeah they're still making games i guess but like they have been embraced so you Absolutely. it's it is you just don't know how big they are and and sounds like maybe they want to keep it that way it's kind of similar to the way tencent works i was just gonna say that yeah Tencent like... has its tendrils in everybody but it's only you know part ownership Dude, stuff it's, so it's, they yeah, own they're... a fucking comic book company on top of all this <laughs> they own they dark Ho- embracer owns dark horse embracer comics. Owns dark horse yeah. jesus okay it, like that's a I, lot of that's a the, lot of different I'm t- fingers. I'm calling, different it now. I'm calling it now. You're yeah. going to see them getting into TV and movie production. It's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, that's next. I can't, I can't wait to see their Smash Brothers clone. Like, what's, make, what's their going to be? Yeah. They're going to make the Legacy of Kane TV show. It, they can make it anything they want it to be because they own it all. It yeah. could be everything. It's yeah. going to be Ready Player One. They're going to. All right. Yeah. Uh, so do we last have to talk about here. this piece of shit? We do. We do have to talk about this piece of shit. You can go. You can can just... Yeah, me and Chase are going to glass water. So, uh, Nintendo had an indie showcase today. It was about 20 minutes. And they showed off... They packed that 20 minutes. They did. That was a lot of stuff for 20 minutes. They put a lot of stuff in here. I don't know if we want to just run through the whole list. Yeah, uh, I mean, if they can do it in 20 minutes, we should be able to do it. It took over 20 minutes for us to uh, figure out that our audio was fine. That's how. Yeah. yeah. Why don't Why don't we Why don't we do this? Um, mm-hmm. What if I'm just going to start going down the list here, and if you have a point you want to make, just interject and we can we'll talk just say about stop. it. For a yeah. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. All right. So, Ooblets. Stop. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm really excited. I, this is this is a game that I know I've wanted to play for a while. Bobby's talked it up, uh, and I, I like, as we mentioned, I like Pokemon style games, and uh, I, I've been wanting to play this for a bit. Uh, I'm wearing my my double fine Cappy Prax shirt um, for this double fine published game, and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to having it on the Switch. That'll be that'll be really exciting. I'll be playing it on the real Switch this year. Um, in the Steam Deck, uh-huh. yeah. sure. No, it's it's really like that game did so much for my mental well being, and I think the Switch is a really great place for it. It's fucking great. It's meant, it was made by two people, uh, partners. Yeah. I think their husband and wife. It's mm-hmm. fucking just goddamn and wonderful. This summer comes out. I'm in the summer. So, yeah, should not, be very not, soon. Not that long of a wait. Um, Batora Lost Haven. Uh, it's an isometric action adventure game. Comes out this fall. Uh, a Leckhead. Stop. <laughs> a game that we talked about last year uh, during Game of the Year a little bit. Uh, very fucking rules. It's a very oh, cool, cool puzzle platformer. Also comes out this summer. Maybe yeah. the menus will be a little bit better on the Switch because they were hard to follow at times on the PC. That that, was my that's biggest. true. That's true. Uh, but I don't... I, I'm pretty sure that one didn't have a Mac version, so like there was no way for me to play yeah. Alekhead. Yeah, that was one I look. was looking forward to playing on the Steam Deck, but uh, you know, I think the Switch is maybe a good spot for it too. There um, you go. I'm very excited for that. Uh, Soundfall, uh, which is a top-down rhythm-based looter shooter, or schluter is the preferred term. Uh, <laughs> uh, you fight on beat and procedurally generated. No one. Uh, procedurally generated levels based on songs as co-op that came out today. Uh, Wild Frost, yes. a tactical roguelike deck builder, comes out this holiday. 
I think that that's sounds pretty like cool. Yeah, that sounds like something for casual Mondays. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, not that they yeah. like get a a blind pass for me, but they're pretty high up on my list of publishers. I think Chucklefish makes some really cool or puts out some really cool shit. Yeah. Yeah, at least interesting stuff like yeah. uh, like Wargroove. Uh, I was pretty. I, I I should go back and play Wargroove. That they they find ways of making really good art or getting their studios to make really good art. Yeah, and that's uh, good stuff. Yeah. I'm excited. Uh, so I I was very surprised to see this next game just because yeah. I know that how badly it chugs uh-huh. on my. Pretty high-end gaming rig. Uh, that's totally accurate. Battle Simulator coming out this summer. And it's not a which, cloud version. No, I, I just I don't know. Like the Switch is going to burst I into bet, flames. I bet it's, you it'll it's be, be really stripped down, right? Like yeah, like you can't have nearly as many things happening at once mm-hmm. as you can. No way on the PC. So I'm very interested to see how this is received. And what sort of feature parity it has with the version that's on the computer. Um, this next one, yeah, has one of the the best dumb names Man. I've seen for the video. Gunbrella. Gunbrella. It's a door adventure game that comes out next year, uh, and it is a uh, side-scrolling. Uh, what was it? A roguelike? I don't remember because I was just too uh, I was too captivated by the name and what it was it, showing me on the screen. It's made by the same team or person, not sure, uh, that made Gato Roboto, uh, which oh, okay. is that that really small Metroidvania that I liked. And I don't know if that means this is going to be a Metroidvania. It is. It is definitely a two D platformer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it probably has some elements of that. And you have it a just, gun. It just it looks that is an umbrella. Fucking good. Yeah, you use the use the gun to shoot, you use the umbrella to to glide and and uh looks like you're you're using it to to do uh, some some extra platforming stuff and some movement things. I'm it's I think this thing looks really cool. It's the most interesting gun hybrid weapon I've seen since the gun blade in Final Fantasy Eight. Sure. Point twenty three though, that's a ways away. I yeah. guess that's Man. I was surprised they showed it off this early. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we are OFK. It's a musical narrative game. It's also a weekly episodic game, and that comes out this summer, or at least the first episode of it does. It's pretty cool, too, like if you're into it. I don't know if OFK is a real band. I don't think they are, but they've I, I got... Think, I think actually they are. I think there's like are, some okay. indie, oh. indie pop band. I don't okay. know anything about it. I was to say, like, there's oh, like a cool. Twitter account and an Instagram page for him, so like there might be some shit that ties into it there. Which, this might not be my shit, but, like, that's a really cool way to, like, keep people into it. Especially if it's episodic. Like, hey, put that shit out and then engage with their social and shit like that. Um, could be cool. Yeah. I guess it's a much more interesting way to market something than just making a TikTok account or something like that. That's, yeah. like, they're, they're going for it. And I kind of appreciate that, even though if, even though I'm not sure the subject matter uh, and maybe the writing is to my taste. Totally. It's definitely, there's an effort there that I appreciate. Yeah. Uh, Silt is an underwater puzzle adventure. Comes out really well. I played a demo for this. You played a demo of that, right? Yep. And uh, I thought it looked pretty interesting. It's like Mm -hmm. a play, it looks like a play dead game. It plays like a play dead game. Um, But I did not know when I started the demo that 
case you're playing as a scuba diver in a really scary underwater part, which a lot of underwater is scary. But anyway, you can take over the um, fish and shit around you and move them. And like, so like there'll be certain things that are small passages, other things you have to like get a bigger fish to come after you and bust open a path. Uh, there's some neat puzzling there as well, but it's it's a cool game. Um, I think people who like to play dead games will probably enjoy this quite a bit. Yeah, same vibes. Uh, mini motorways, uh, which up until now, was that on PC yet? It, oh, yeah. yeah it's they, on. they had a Steam version that came out. That's I right, wonder okay. if it'll have touch on here. Ooh, it better. I don't know. I I think it kind of needs it i don't i don't know how well that would play on a switch um and also it's fifteen dollars seems like a lot of it seems like a lot of dollars um i I mean i'm glad i'm glad to see it on here i'm excited i'm not i've got it on i've got it on my macbook i've i've got the steam version i'm fine okay uh yeah actually i I don't think i have a i think i just have like a desktop apple app version of it so i'm I think that's what I got. Anyway, that game's still great. Um, it came with an update. There are two new cities. There's some extra um, extra setting things that are in, in the game now. Uh, and I believe that goes to all versions. So it's a reason It's a reason for me to go play some more mini motorways, and that's, that's awesome. And then it just reminded me that Fantasia still not anywhere except for Apple Arcade. And God damn it, I want to... Yeah. Bring it to the other free Fantasia. Uh, Wayward Strand. It's a 1970s Australia hospital game. It looks really cool. It's got a great look to it. Yeah, unique art style. Uh, It's got voice acting. These 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 people sound Australian, uh, and Mm -hmm. that's that's really cool. It's definitely a unique setting. I don't know if it's a game that I necessarily want to play, but yeah. it's it's it, yeah, awesome I remember, that it exists. Yeah, I I thought this looked intriguing. Apparently, um, has multiple like you can play through it multiple times and oh, kind of pick who you're uh, focusing on to talk to and and interact with and and learn more of the stories about the different patients in the hospital. That's seems it seems kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, next, Cult of the Lamb. I can't it's an action adventure one. game. Oh, and Wayward Strand comes out July 21st. Uh, uh, Cult of the Land comes out sometime this year. Um, and this is this is reaching, like, Goat Simulator territory now. Uh, Another Crab's Treasure is a crab-based Souls-like that comes out next year, and that's okay. This so, was this was kind of the capper to the show because they they ended they ended the Nindy event with a with a montage of a, mm-hmm. a bunch of other games, but this was like the last single thing they showed. Yeah, and I thought it was maybe the weakest of the bunch, honestly. So yeah, I, I, I was I, a little, I was like, oh, eh. here's all say. Agro Agro Crab, they are mm-hmm. the ones that put out a game called Going Under. And going under is a really cool take on like a Silicon Valley setting, but it's a dungeon based or run based dungeon game. So it's like okay. their take on the the roguelike. And I think it's very tongue in cheek. It's got really good writing in it and it plays really, really well. You grab like these oversized pencils and shit and you're using those as weapons. Um, 
I I will I'll call it now. I bet you this game plays in a really fascinating way, and I like that they're trying to use it as a stepping stone into the Souls genre. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks dumb. I mean, it's very like you're wearing buckets yeah, and shit. Yeah, like I, I, I'm with you. I bet it'll be mechanically sound. I just just not digging the art style or the setting or any of that. Yeah. They call it a shells like in the trailer. Which they I did call it. I like. I liked that. Yeah. I. Everybody liked that, Johnny. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was cute. Uh, all right, and then the end of the show with the montage and the games they had there were One Shot World Machine Edition comes out this I summer. I don't even remember what that was. <laughs> Neither do I. Uh, Gibbon comes that came out today. That game's still cool. I need to I need to finish that on my iPad, but that game is is neat. Oh. I, again, I wonder how that would work on a Switch. Is this is this a sequel to Tokyo Mirage Session Idol Manager? Uh, might as well be. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I actually downloaded a demo for that during one of the Steam Next Fest things and never played it. Uh, but it actually seems uh, there there is so much garbage on Steam that sounds exactly like this. But now that this is coming to Switch, it made me go. It made me think, like, wait a minute, was that not just some absolute Steam garbage that that threw up, uh, that got thrown up on the on the store? There is this actually a real game? And it seems like it might be a real game. And it has. Kind of uh, it came out last year on Steam, and it has uh, two almost twenty four hundred reviews, eighty nine percent, very positive. I Dang. I will probably end up playing. Uh, Card Shark uh, came out today with a free demo. Cursed to Golf. We got that quick look, don't we? Don't we, Bobby? Is that it's out? Going, it's going up tomorrow. Going out. Going up tomorrow. So you can watch us play Card Shark. Um, yeah, that, that demo uh, is out today on, on the Switch, and the full game is out as well. I, I almost picked that up because I am interested in seeing how that plays. I know uh, during our quick look, Bobby and I had some issues with how some of the the hard mechanics worked um, just controls wise and I'd be interested to see if having the more uh, the more limited control scheme of you know an actual controller if that would make things easier or maybe even make things harder for, for that game absolutely right on uh, a guidebook of Babel comes out this fall and Opus Echo of Star Song Full Bloom Edition came out today uh, I hear that is actually pretty good too. Like that's a that's a visual novel style game. It's again very narrative heavy, but it's also very song based, as the as the title would suggest. I hear that's kind of cool. They also said it was supposed to be on sale for ten percent off, but it did not see the sale when I opened up the eShop. It was still twenty five bucks. But yeah. I've, I've now put that on my on my maybe list on my wish list. I've I've looked at it a couple times when it's been on Steam and been on sale on Steam, and I just never pulled the trigger. But it, looking into it, it seems like it's actually got a lot of really good reviews to it. That might be something to check out as well. Nice. We did it. We got through all those things. We did. We did it. Yep. Let's, uh, let's wrap up here and say goodbye to everybody. Apologies again for the audio at the beginning. Uh, you missed a really great conversation on Citizen Sleeper, but you should definitely check that quick look out when we post it. Um, one of the things that I will call out here is um, we did play through Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. I have asked Johnny 
if you would join in us because I think we've gotten to a point now where we could use an extra set of hands on deck before we move on to something else and uh, Johnny has given us a I might be able to do that so we'll see what that that turns into um, we have a quick look for Alina of the Arena up uh, that is an interesting very small early access take on like dungeon deck builder it's it's got potential for sure uh, but it's it, it claims to be slay the spire and into the breach inspired and those are some big giants uh, to stand next to yeah that's a little that's a little bold, uh, little bold. but I, I think I think it's you know it's it's shooting for the stars that's that's something so that's up on YouTube right now you can check it out over there um, we just recorded episode 272 and if you're listening to this enjoy it and go watch half a video on our YouTube page of where we cut out the first part where you can't hear us um, tomorrow as we teased quick look for card shark demo that was taken a few months back at one of the next fest for steam uh there is a demo as we mentioned that you can download for the switch version that is out now and on friday a game that we gushed about a little bit earlier i will be going solo and playing some kuruman on friday night please swing by and say hi and cheer me on as i evolve some kuruman chase you teased yeah. the play date Whatever could we be doing with that? Uh, well, uh, I know you can only see half of me right now. Uh, and also, Bobby and I are both Johnny Amsedge somehow. Uh, yep. <laughs> but uh, all, all good there. Uh, yes, uh, gamersonthego.com. That is for my other podcast that I do uh, about handheld video games. And Bobby will be joining myself and friend of the show, Matt Jigisan Jaguer. As we talk about the play date and the first couple weeks of content that uh, that have come out for that little device, and, uh, looking forward to having a, a good conversation about the the hardware, those games, and then also a couple of games that you can sideload onto that that thing, and uh, that'll be that'll be pretty fun. So look for that probably sometime in the next week or so, and uh, and yeah, that'll be that'll be a fun conversation. Hell so the yeah. Uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. Sorry again for the audio issues, and we will be. Li- I will be live right here on Twitch.tv/casual Friday night. Come and say hi. Take care. Bye.